Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. Seller Roundtable number 38 with Dana Derricks. Dana, thank you so much for being on today. And uh, we're going to be talking about uh, doing some, some copywriting. Dana, welcome. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, man. Super excited to be here. Yeah, thanks for, for coming on. Uh, yeah, Dana, Dana uh, pinged me a few days ago and, and I haven't talked to him in ages. And uh, he's like, hey, man, let's do something. And I was like, hey, we, uh, I, I've, you know, this podcast is fairly new. Last time I talked to him, I, we didn't have this uh, you know, spun up yet. So I was like, hey, come on the podcast. Then we'll talk business after that. Uh, so thanks a lot, Dana. I appreciate you being on. Um, I know that uh, you're going to bring a, a ton of value. Um, I don't know if you, you know much about um, my partner, Amy, but uh, she's kind of the, uh, you know, took my, uh, my, my SEO mastery and, and created uh, her own mastery. She, she's kind of combined copywriting with SEO, uh, you know, better than, than a lot of people I've seen out there. So I'm a little sad that she's not here to talk shop with you as well, because she, she'd probably pepper you with uh, some, some good stuff. Um, as well, but uh, I, I'm excited to uh, to pick your brain on the uh, copywriting side. You know, for me, I'm I'm pretty pretty decent with the SEO side of things, but uh, you know, the copywriting thing has never been my strong suit. It's always something that I kind of have to cobble in with my SEO, and it's probably the opposite for you. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like f- figuring out uh, how to make those two work together, which is is a, a challenge in itself. So um, maybe if we put our heads together, we can come up with the the uh, the perfect output there. Um, First of all, let's let's get uh, let's get to know you a little bit better. Uh, tell us, uh, you know, where you're where you're born, uh, where you live now, past jobs, college, school. Uh, you know, just just get to know you. Yeah. Uh, so, long story short, I'm uh, born and raised in Wisconsin, uh, in a small, tiny town. Uh, I stuck around all these years. Uh, my graduating class was thirty. Um, three zero 30 like the whole class and uh so anyway long story short fast forward i was an entrepreneur my whole life um like a penguin walking around with walruses is what it kind of felt like looking back um and uh so i went to school i found out i went to a school just across the uh river from you where you went to college um in grand forks uh crookston north dakota minnesota area which is really cold um, but we've made it. And um, since I, I uh, have settled down in um, northwest Wisconsin in a tiny town, I've got goats outside. I'm at home right now, not, not at my office, but my office is in um, a town of a thousand. It's a um, digital marketing company trapped in a farm of like town. <laughs> so it's pretty interesting. I've got a huge goat on the side of my building. Everyone wonders why and what that's all about. But um, I just try to keep it as um, awesome as possible here and uh, keep the farming tradition alive while we do some cool copywriting and Amazon stuff. Yeah, that's epic. I love that. Um, yeah, it's uh, the Midwest is, is, is a whole nother beast when it comes to, to weather and, and uh, people always thought I was crazy uh, to, to go from Hawaii to the Midwest, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, like we talked a little bit about before we started, um, you know, great people. Um, and, uh, you know, because it's so cold outside, you know, there, there were always people getting together parties, uh, a lot of uh, social in that sense, because you can't go outside. So you have to bring people, you know, hey, come over tonight, we're gonna do this or go out to the bars or whatever it was that we were doing. Um, but I always really enjoyed that. I thought that was a, a lot of fun. I don't necessarily miss the weather. But I also thought, you know, it, it was a decent trade off for, for what you got. I definitely miss the um, cost of living there. And 
uh, and the home prices and things like that. You know, I keep telling my wife, Hey, if we sold here and moved to the Midwest, we could, you know, buy with cash and never, we could retire today, you know, <laughs> but, um, anyway, fantastic. So, uh, Dana, when, uh, when did you first kind of, uh, start dabbling on, uh, on Amazon? Yeah. So, um, actually kind of stumbled into Amazon by mistake. So I've like got a history as a entrepreneurial kid. Uh, I never had a job ever. I was self-employed, um, even through college, just scraping by at times, but time, you know, so I have a, it, it started off with like selling stuff on eBay. Um, so I was very familiar with eBay. And the reason that I, I guess, became a copywriter without even knowing it was especially back when I was a kid, long, long time ago, the way to win on eBay was really to just have a better written listing than everybody else. And still to this day, there's some truth to that, but especially back then, um, then doing things like Craigslist, um, which is classified ads for those that are uh, not familiar. Um, but same thing, just writing better. And so I did copywriting for a while back in um, college, uh, was doing freelance copywriting. And then I actually stumbled up. It was such a crazy, cool thing. So, um, I was all over the board working with dentists one day, car dealers the next, like just trying to get by. And then I started working with this guy that was selling supplements on Amazon. And it was my first client that was selling on Amazon. And I was like, sure, I'll, you know, I'll take the project. I need the money. Um, kind of figuring out as I go. And pretty soon um, I like realized how much like my copywriting skills for everything else was applicable to Amazon. And I just kind of thought about how to format it and how to like bring that stuff over. And that first client of mine, I helped him go from 50K a month on um, his best performing listing to over $2 million a month within six months. And right then and there, I'm like, okay, first of all, I should probably do that some more and charge a lot more uh, for other clients. And also I should really look into selling on Amazon. Because if that dude's making two million a month on one product, I'm in the wrong business. So that's how I kind of stumbled and mistakenly found Amazon from a selling standpoint. Yeah, it's funny. There's a lot of uh, a lot of people that I know that are you know have a, a you know either like programming background, marketing background, something like that, and kind of the same story where they have a client that they do some Amazon work for, and they're going, "Holy smokes! Like, <laughs> there's some real money to be made on Amazon." Um, and that's why I think today it's you know. It, so many people are getting into it. Unfortunately, um, you know, the barriers to entry are getting are bigger, you know, all the time, especially, um, you know, this this past month, we've been seeing a lot of changes in, in uh, you know, the, the layouts of search results. Um, Amazon, you know, pushing people really hard away from uh, organic more to, towards PPC, uh, things like that. So um, yeah, the game's changing on Amazon. And, uh, you know, I think I wrote a post uh, about a year ago today that said, like, you know, anybody who's not selling over a million per year on Amazon, it's, it's going to be a really, really difficult um, space to get into because big brands are finally starting to realize that, you know, that there's some real big money to be made on Amazon. Um, and then not only that, but Amazon, you know, pushing its own private label brands. Uh, that being said, uh, there's still a lot of sellers that, you know, don't go the extra mile, whether it's, you know, crafting a good listing, having good photographs, um, you know, SEO, um, you know, as, as we always tell everyone and Dana, I'm sure you, uh, preach this all the time too. If, if you don't have a good listing, you might as well give up on Amazon. It's kind of the foundation to success on Amazon. 
Um, you know, I always tell everybody, you know, your listing, optimizing your listing and uh, writing your listing should be like your number one time consumer when it comes to, to working on Amazon. Um, so we got some background. Now let's, let's get into a, a little bit of, of the nuts and bolts here. So um, what do you see as like one of the biggest roadblocks for people writing um, a, a good listing on Amazon in terms of, you know, getting people to convert, um, you know, with organic sales and things like that? Uh, yeah. So I, you already hit it on the head. Like there's not a misconception in how I think pretty much everybody that knows what they're talking about will uh, test to the value of having an optimized listing. Now the problem is, is that not all people or people that train this are created equally. So in my career of the thousand plus sellers I've worked with one-on-one, -on -one, I can only count a handful of times where somebody came to me that hadn't already spent money on someone else that claimed to be an expert that wasn't, um, or they tried to do it themselves by following the directions of someone that wasn't an expert. Um, and they were in a worse position than if they had just come to me from the beginning. That makes sense. Um, yeah. So one of the biggest, I would say the biggest roadblocks for optimizing a listing and having a really, really solid listing is just following the, like, I guess, bad information that's out there or trusting the people that really aren't experts. Um, and I think that a lot of people out there think they have optimized listings and then a month later they realize like their sales didn't go up. <laughs> um, and it's just really unfortunate. I think that's truly the biggest roadblock for Amazon. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, so what do you think are some essential things that need to be in place in order to, to um, you know, write a good listing? So in other words, uh, do you have kind of a, you know, best practices or, you know, a process that you have written for yourself or your clients that you kind of go through um, in order to get to that um, end product that you would consider, you know, a, a, a you know, a workable <laughs> listing? Yeah, absolutely. So I, I've been doing this a long time, almost 10 years. Um, so there's a lot that goes into it detail wise, but uh, I can give some, I guess, uh, general um, best practices uh, when it comes to actually optimizing your listing. So um, first and foremost is uh, what Andy brought up at the beginning. Uh, and I believe you and Amy, is it, are the dream team that put your brains together. So that is the equation to doing well on Amazon or to have an optimized listing is you have to have SEO because you have to have eyeballs. Okay. SEO and PPC work together, which you guys no, but you also have to have conversions. Okay. So SEO plus conversions, putting that together is the definition of success on or having an optimized listing. So um, with that being said, a lot of times the problem will be you'll have someone that wants to go in and um, SEO the listing, which is great. It gets eyeballs. However, the eyeballs don't convert. So it's like, cool, I have all this traffic, but my conversion rate is terrible. Or on the flip side, you get a person that's a copywriter only and they go in and they copyright it and they don't know the SEO side of it. And then it's like, okay, cool. Like my conversion rates over 20%, but like I have no traffic. I'm not in any of the search results. Cool. So it's pairing those two together. And that's where I think it, um, that's why I say it comes with experience and not very many people know how to do that. Um, but that's one piece of the, the, the like equation zooming out. Another piece is like, practical nugget here just use all the space that's available off the top of my head um that's like 199 characters in the title 
249 characters per bullet point, 1749 characters per uh, on the description. Use it all. It's like having a billboard on the side of the highway and only using a third of the space. Like use the whole billboard, right? Get everyone's attention. Use, get as much copy in there as you can. Um, and then lastly, uh, so whether you're beginning or you're a seasoned vet in Amazon, uh, there's, it's a good practice to audit your listing. Okay, so like when you start out, here's another thing. Keywords are extremely important. And Andy, I'm sure you could go in a huge rabbit hole on that. Um, and so when you're starting out a fresh listing, like don't go after the keywords that are like really high, high, high level. Like go after some long tail ones. And then after there's some traction, here's the cool thing. Peel off a layer. So audit your listing. Like audit all your listings once, once every two weeks, whatever you want to do. Once you have traction, like don't erase the keywords that are working, but like, you know, take a little piece off of the tail and make it, you know, more uh, um, uh, higher uh, search volume versus uh, like if you already have a listing that's already doing okay, like go and add some higher level keywords. Um, that's the time to do it. So those would be, I guess, the three like best practices um, for just scratching the surface, but... <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. You made a lot of good points there. Um, you know, one of the things that we love to do and, and uh, the point that you made that we always try to drive home is, you know, people always try to go for those main keywords right away. And that's a losing battle. You know, you should be kind of doing the opposite of that. You want to go for like, we always say, you know, mid tail keywords, uh, not the top three. Like if you were to pull up the Amazon autocomplete, you know, you don't want to go for the top three. You want to go for like four and five when you start out. But the other thing that a lot of people don't realize, which is, you know, kind of a, a, a trick that we use and, and, you know, I'm sure these days a lot of people are using this is you want to pick a, you know, their, your main root keyword. So, you know, a water bottle is always our favorite example. So, you know, if water bottle is your, your, your keyword, that's, you know, your, your root keyword, the, that's not what you want to try to target when you're, when you're, you know, out the gate, you want to, you want to target something like, you know, dual insulated water bottle or a water bottle for, you know, cyclists or something like that. But you do want to have that root keyword, which is going to get you the most volume in your supporting keywords. So usually what we'll do is we'll take our root keyword and then we'll add, we'll make it a long tail by adding, you know, uh, keywords in front and behind the, that main root uh, keyword. And what that does is every time you convert for those long tail keywords, you're also getting a little bit of juice for that root keyword. And because you're getting that root keyword in multiple keywords, uh, multiple, um, you know, mid to long tail keywords, Amazon's going, Oh, well, these keywords are repeating every time this person converts on this product or this product converts. So we're going to give, you know, a little more rank juice to those uh, root keywords. So that's uh, a great uh, tip, uh, Dana, in terms of, you know, really getting um, your listing to, to be seen. Uh, you know, I kind I, I call it the upside down pyramid. I don't know if that's the best analogy, but that's what I thought of when I, when I tell people about this, you know, instead of going for, um, you know, the, 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 the top of the pyramid at first you want to go for, you know, the, the, the bottom and work your way up. So, um, yeah, so, so that's kind of, and, and that would be in terms of volume, of course, people, <laughs> but, um, so, how are you, Dana, how are you taking on, like, kind of what's the process when, when somebody comes to you to take on a new client? Um, you know, what kind of research, like, what, what are you doing to prep to write for that listing? Um, all right, everybody, everybody if, if you don't, like, if you don't, uh, I guess, understand the evil genius that Andy is, um, this guy knows his stuff. You're an SEO guy, man. That was impressive. Bravo. Uh, that was a really good nugget for everybody i hope that didn't 
gloss over. So <laughs> get your pens out, everybody. That was good. Um, all right. So the process, um, man, there's so many gory details, but I'll try to keep it high level. So a lot of what we do is research. Like 80% of us preparing a listing and optimizing listing for clients or, or our own is research. Um, and the majority of that has to do with understanding um, the like shortfalls of our competitors. So when it comes to like zooming way out here, um, traffic, like everybody has a temperature of traffic and ice cold traffic like doesn't understand that there's a solution and they, they are like just figuring out that they have a problem. So it's like a person that's like overweight cause and they like can't fit into their pant anymore. Like they're really cold. They're not on Amazon searching for a solution. Amazon traffic, however, is very hot. It's very warm and hot. So it's the person that several months ago couldn't fit into their jeans and they're finally so fed up and they tried a gym membership and failed. Now they're on Amazon searching Garcinia Cambogia. That, like, that is red hot. They're ready to buy. So we want to give them like reasons to buy our Gar Garcinia Cambogia over everybody else's. So that's where the research comes in and we can find the shortfalls in the, I guess, um, the leverage points on our listings as opposed to everybody else's. When a lot of times, I mean, people talk about the features versus benefits thing, but like at the end of the day, um, what is going to get someone to buy on Amazon is that your option is better than the other options. It's not a matter of like, you have the benefit that they're seeking because everybody else does. They've perceived that. Because like, again, between the time that like you're, pants don't fit and like you're on Amazon searching Garcinia Cambogia like somewhere you watched like a doctor's the doctor's show episode and they raved about Garcinia so you already know the benefits it's going to do now you just want to go find the best deal the most potent uh the safest the cheapest etc cetera, etc cetera. so long I guess wish I could talk all night with you but um that is just generally speaking like the bulk of the research we do prior to even preparing a listing Right. So what, what you're saying there is, is, you know, maximum value for the best price, um, you know, because especially now in a, a marketplace like Amazon, everything's, you know, a, a lot of things are commoditized now. So it, to really stand out, you either have to have something, you know, completely unique that you invented um, or, you know, or you, if you're going to sell something that's commoditized, you need to really be able to stand out not only you know, with good copywriting and, and PPC and SEO and all those kinds of things, but actually having a good product with good reviews that people want to talk about. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, sellerseo.com and amazingathome.com.